Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And they're all in for the Lexus Melbourne Cup. Ready to go. Let's get it started. The only dedicated coverage of Lexus Melbourne Cup Day. Stills are back and they're racing. We're joining the team live from Flemington for a day at the Cup with the leading analysis, tips, stars and the calls. Prince of Penzance, it's history at Flemington. Michelle Payne, El Bandon putting his nose in front of Heartbreak City. They hit the line, El Bandon, El Bandon. Johannes Vermeer and rekindling stride for stride. Rekindling has won the Emirates Melbourne Cup. Cross counter coming at Barbello. Cross counter's flying. The Blue Army have done it at last. Cross counter has won the Melbourne Cup. Bowen declares kick. Bowen declares won it for Australia. They're on top of the world. On Cup Week Radio, welcome to the Spring Ticket. Hello, I'm Gareth Hall, and welcome to the official VRC Melbourne Cup Wrap podcast. Uh, Matthew Stewart, hello to you. We're at Flemington. It's been another memorable day. It has. It has. It's Melbourne Cup Day. No one will ever take that away from uh, the pandemic of 2020. There were no crowds. It was all very eerie, as it has been all year, but it was still the Melbourne Cup and the story. John McNeil. To me, yeah. it was John McNeil's day. Before the race, it was a fascinating betting race. The money came for surprise baby, the Horsham Galloper. He started favourite, the horse from the Wimmera. And there was a lot of money as well for Prince of Arran. And there was a lot of money as well for Tiger Moth. Yeah, there was. I think two of the three were just great local mums and dads sort of uh, stories where the money came because they wanted Jamie Carr and Prince of Aaron or the Bush story with uh, Paul Prusker and Surprise Baby. And with Tiger Moth, it was just the class. I think people just, the punters sort of narrowed down on him as, as probably the class. We had Maccabi Diva here as well, the three-time Melbourne Cup champion. And then they paraded. What was the feeling like here, Matty? How would you describe it for the people out there that um, you were here at Flemington for the first ever time in this race's history. It's been going for 160 years. There were no people, no fans here to watch the great race. Well, and it was from our vantage point up in the peak behind the glass, it was even more distanced, wasn't it? Because we couldn't hear the we weren't down in the mounting yard, so it was a silent parade. It was uh, it was very eerie. Uh, it, it thankfully will never happen again. It was very memorable, but it was certainly very eerie. And uh, th- it was a race run in silence in so many ways, wasn't it? Uh, um, so yeah. It, Look, I think we can't wait to move on from this, but yep. we, we're going to always remember it at the same time. And, and the VRC have to be commended for, for soldiering through and putting on a show. And the people watching at home on TV probably saw it a little bit differently than we did out here today, but it was a big, empty precinct where they staged the most famous sporting event in Australia. Let's relive the 2020 Melbourne Cup. Your caller was Matthew Hill. The field is set for the Lexus Melbourne Cup. Ready to run. Stand by for a start. 
Gates crash and they're racing in the Melbourne Cup. A pretty good line away too. Ash Run immediately sneaks back to the end with Sir Dragon A. Val and Declare jumped well with Twilight Payment Ocean X. Not too far away, Russian Camelot and also driving through as Master of Reality. Finch is in the leading division. After the first 250 metres, it's Finch and Val and Declare. Anthony Van Dyke is nice and close in the pink jacket over on the far side. Master of Reality makes a line of four. Twilight Payment now alive of five. Behind those, Tiger Moth is forcing forward the Irish horse. Followed by Ocean X and next in the field is Edda James caught deep from Warning and the Chosen One. Next is Prince of Aaron, Stratum Elbian, Russian Camelot from Miami bound, Persan Steel Prince Surprise Baby. Very elegant. Give them a cheer, Australia, wherever you're viewing or listening. And they were followed by along the inside Sir Dragon A. Well back in the field is Mustajir from Ash Run Dashing Willoughby. And at the tail of the field is Avilius. Out of the straight with 2,200 metres to go and the leader is Twilight Payment. Bowls out two lengths to Tiger Moth. Vow and Declare third the inside and forcing on as Ocean X. One off the fence, Master of Reality, followed by Edda James. Anthony Van Dyke is next the inside of Finch. A length and a half, the chosen one, followed by Warning. Prince of Aaron getting a cushy sit next the inside midfield from Stratum Elbion. A length and a half, Miami bound and Russian Camelot from Steel Prince and next in the field is Surprise Baby would spot the leader about 15. Two lengths Sir Dragon A Persan from Very Elegant then came Ash Run Mustajir Dashing Willoughby second last and Avilius is last so the leader is Twilight Payment at an even speed in the cup with 1400 metres to go led by a length and a half. Second is Finch and third is Tiger Moth. They were followed by Edda James. Two lengths Vow and Declare and Ocean X. A length and a half Master of Reality from Anthony Van Dyke. Then came Warning and the Chosen One as this field string out. Two further back in the field, Prince of Aaron and Stratum Elbion at the 1100 metres. Behind those is Russian Camelot as these leaders quicken and really string them out with a 1000 metres to go. It's Twilight Payment by two lengths to Finch and there's six lengths in front of Tiger Moth third, followed by Edda James. A couple of lengths, Ocean X and Vow and Declare from Master of Reality, Anthony Van Dyke Bowman feeling for the whip. Then came Warning the chosen one, Stratum Elbion well back Prince of Aaron, Russian Camelot with 15 to make up from Miami bound, surprise baby's about to get mobile, then Steel Prince Sir Dragon A, Persan, very elegant a long way back, Twilight Payments looking to pinch the cup, comes around the turn at the 500 metres, two lengths in front of Finch, who battles away, five further back, Tiger Moth still coming from Sir Dragon A, Master of Reality, down the outside, Russian Camelot, Twilight Payment at the 300 metres Still three lengths, Finch, Tiger Moth, the chosen one, running on with Russian Camelot and Persan. Twilight Payment tries to break their hearts. Tiger Moth wearing him down with the chosen one. It's Twilight Payment. Tiger Moth still trying to get there. Twilight Payment, what a ride, what a win in a cup we'll never forget. Has won it from Tiger Moth. And Prince of Aaron third for fourth photos, the chosen one, Persan, from Very Elegant. And behind them, Sir Dragon A, Russian Camelot, Ash Run, Finch and Ocean X. Behind them, Miami bound, warning, vow and declare. Back in the field then, Edda James, with Master of Reality, Surprise Baby, Steel Prince of Ilias, Dashing Willoughby, Stratum Elbion. And pulling up at the 350-metre mark was Anthony Van Dyke. It was a terrific race. Jai McNeil, he was the star, the boy from Kerrang 
living a boyhood dream to win the Melbourne Cup and straight after the race, it was a great interview he caught up with Channel 10's Brittany Taylor. Di McNeil, congratulations to you. The 2020 Melbourne Cup in a year that your first child was born a year, you thought probably couldn't get any better. Can you put into words how this feels? Oh yeah, there's uh, too many emotions. But, uh, it's a very big moment. Um, Jess and the boy Oakley will be watching from home today and unfortunately they couldn't be here but um, I'm sure them along with a lot of people will be very proud. They call it the race that stops the nation and this year we know it's like no other. Those grandstands aren't filled but I dare say that the feeling you're feeling right now wouldn't matter whether those grandstands were filled or not. No, I'm not worried about the grandstand at all. It's just uh, to be able to get the opportunity from the Williams family to partner Twilight Payment today, not only them but also Joseph O'Brien who's done a fantastic job preparing him. Um, yeah, it's very overwhelming. It's a cup we'll remember for so many reasons, not just the circumstances of the year 2020 but the bold front running ride. Talk us through it. Yeah, so it was the plan to always be forward. Um, obviously with the with where he was in the market I wasn't feeling a lot of pressure but when you've got to go forward like that there is some pressure in getting it right and thankfully it all came together. When you got to the clock tower what was going through your mind? Were you confident? Yeah I was confident. I was trying to think not to use the whip too many times for a start <laughs> um, and also um, I was trying to use my voice to encourage him as much as possible and it was a matter of hanging on and he was very tough. One day little Oakley is going to watch this back What's a message for him when he does? Well, if he follows in, in my footsteps, it would obviously be work hard and you can you can achieve your lifelong goals. As this has been one of mine since day one. You've worked hard. You absolutely deserve this success. Congratulations. You've etched your name in the Melbourne Cup on a roll. Well done. Thank you. And a massive congratulations to Mr Williams and all his family as well. Well said. Well done. Joseph O'Brien. Uh, it was a great interview there with Jai McNeil. He could hear, first of all, the emotion... Maddie in his voice and, and what it meant to him. Yeah, this is a kid who came off a farm up at Kerrang, you know, no no great expectation that he would become a champion jockey, let alone a Melbourne Cup winner. And just back to Maddie Hill's call, past the winning post the first time when he uh, said something along the lines of everyone at home give give the give the Melbourne Cup a cheer. You know, he really summed up the uh, the reality of the cup, didn't he, this year? Mark Powell was representing the Joseph O'Brien stable. Mark, you did it in 2017 with Ree Kinling. What does it mean to take this cup home to Ireland again? Oh, it means the world. Um, there could have been 200,000 people up in them stands there today and you won't get the feeling any better than, than what it is now. Uh, 2017 was special and this is every bit as special. It would have been nice for Joseph and Nick and Lloyd and Saskia all to be here. Um, they can't for obvious reasons, but... Um, We'll celebrate for tomorrow. Right? I'm sure you have a few people you'd like to thank. Yeah, look, there's a huge team at home. Um, from the office staff, Mark Hackett in the office, to the lads who look after him in the barn, Joey, Fazl, the head man. Look, there's any, any amount of names. And then Sean Carby especially. Sean rides him every day. Um, he's done a savage job with him. He's rode him now for, for the last 18 months or so. He gets on brilliant with him. And it's like, lads like that who make today happen, I think. All right, Mark, go and grab your trophy. Congratulations to the entire team at Joseph O'Brien, the winning trainer of this year's 2020 Lexus Melbourne Cup. Great team effort. And this is a horse that joined Joseph O'Brien and the team about 
two weeks before last year's Melbourne Cup and he didn't travel as well and they learnt a lot in the 12 months and they had him ready to go and he was a different horse this time around and the Williams family Lloyd Williams especially his son Nick and their group of owners but what a record now Lloyd has in the, the Melbourne Cup I think he's probably the second most significant figure in Melbourne Cup history behind Bart Cummings. I think it's Bart yeah. and Lloyd, and then there's probably Etienne Demestre or some other figures from long, long ago, and, and then the Urollis and others. But uh, I think Lloyd Williams is probably one of the, the very the handful of legends of the Melbourne Cup. He's only 26 years of age, but Joseph O'Brien, he's from, that, he's from a famous family, of course, the O'Briens, but he won his second Melbourne Cup. Let's hear from Joseph. Congratulations, Joseph O'Brien, on winning your second Lexus. Melbourne Cup. What was it like watching it at home? Yeah, thank, thanks very much, Michael. Um, uh, very special. Obviously, it's, it's quite different and, and not what we would have uh, uh, liked. And we would love to have been there. But uh, you know, incredibly special. Joy gave the horse an incredible ride. And uh, you know, all credit has to go to Lloyd and Nick Williams. Uh, um, um, and they really felt this horse was had a big chance in the race this year. And uh, and Mark Power. Sean Corby and, and you know my team of, of lads that have been down in, in Melbourne for the last number of weeks they've done an incredible job with not only him but all the horses that we have there uh, they presented them in fantastic condition and uh, you know all credit has to go to them For someone so young Joseph you've got a remarkable record as both a jockey and now a trainer to win your second Melbourne Cup but to knock your dad off Aidan O'Brien both times what's that like? Yeah, well, isn't it, like I say, we, 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 when the horses are on the track, uh, they're all doing their best. And, you know, whatever happens on the track stays there. That is, is delighted for me when, when I have a winner and I'm as delighted for him as when he wins a big race. So um, it's very special to be able to compete in these big races. And, you know, this year in particular, you know, there was a time when we weren't sure if we were going to be able to have runners in Australia this year. So a very special uh, that we were able to compete in the race. All, all credit, you know, and, and a huge thanks has to go to, all the people that that work behind the scenes to make that happen and make it possible and uh, and uh, you know we're very lucky to be able to take part in these big races and to have the horses and the support uh, of owners like Lloyd and, and Nick uh, uh, to be able to take part in these races and uh, and like I, I said earlier that Jai gave the horse the most wonderful ride. He speaks so well. He, he's a he's a quietly smoke uh, spoken young man, Joseph O'Brien. But boy, he's building some record. And he's knocked off his old man twice, twice rekindling yeah. Johannes Vermeer and then uh, Tiger Moth uh, behind Twilight Payment today. So Aiden's, uh, his old man, Aiden's a very laid back, sort of quietly spoken guy, but I wonder if he's kicking the cat at home that the, the boy keeps knocking him off in the, in the Melbourne Cup. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Darren McNeil was one of my favourite interviews here on Cut Week Radio and uh, he, earlier on the day, of course, Jai's, Jai's father, he was on his farm and he was cutting hay before he watched his boy 
win uh, the Melbourne Cup and straight after that victory here on Cup Week Radio and on the spring ticket, we caught up with uh, Daryl McNeil. It's unbelievable, mate. Can you tell us about what your boy's been through and, and when he was a kid? Is this all he wanted to do? Well, look, Gareth, as a kid growing up on the farm, he was like most kids, um, he had a motorbike and uh, he was running around doing um, wheel stands and donuts on the motorbike and then uh, all of a sudden when he was about 13 or 14, he just come to me one day and said, I want to be a jockey. And what... What were your emotions watching that race? Oh, mate, I, I didn't think the horse could keep going, to be honest with you. When it came around the turn, I, uh, my heart was in my, in my mouth. I, was, um, I couldn't say he'll do anything. And uh, when we got to the 200, it was kicking. I, was, I started screaming, mate. That's the one that you didn't hear me down there. Yeah. Hey, what makes him so special, your boy? Every, everybody that talks about your son... Tells us what a great kid he is. He he works hard. He he loves what he does, but he he respects everybody, and um, he's a terrific role model. That must make you so proud. Yeah, it does make us proud. His mum and I are really just so proud of him. Um, you know, he's a great kid, and everyone tells you that. Um, he's a good country boy, Gareth. He grew up on the farm here, and yeah. Uh, got nothing given to him he had to work for everything that's where his work ethic came from and uh and he uh kids learn the hard way that way and uh they never forget about it so uh that's what makes him what he is today i think hey daryl when did you know that your kid jai was pretty special he had that ability to do what he did today um i guess look um really it was from from day one the first time he started riding the racehorses i threw him in the deep end a bit um boys i uh I had an old racehorse up the paddock, and when he came to me and said, uh, I want to be a jockey, uh, I said, well, you better go and get that old ex-racehorse and uh, come down, and I'll uh, I'll put you on him and show you how to ride him. And uh, and uh, I was pretty busy on the farm at the time. I didn't have much time to spend with him. And uh, he went and got that horse. He brought him down and rode him for six or seven weeks. And uh, it was a jump out in... Uh, on, he had his first gallop here on the farm with him, just in a rough track we've got, and uh, he looked sensational on the horse. And uh, a couple of weeks later, I, was, I put him in a trial, a jump out at Swan Hill, and uh, on the way up, it was a Sunday morning, I remember, and I was at 30 kilos, ringing wet, sitting, he's riding Dad. And I said, you are. Um, that uh, we get up, get up there, and uh, he said, I've never been out of the barriers. I said, oh, that's okay, mate. You just hang on, now. I'll also take you around, and... Uh, that was his first uh, first ever jump out, so uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty hard to think. Yeah, unbelievable to think he's riding, ridden the Melbourne Cup winner now. How'd he go on that jump out? Uh, he got around all right, mate. He, uh, he ran third in the jump out, I think third or four or something. But um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty daunting when I think back to think he's never been out of the barriers, and I just send him around to completing the jump out. So, uh, but I knew he could handle it. Yeah, everyone looks fine. Hey, Dina, what, um, what was the, 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 the key skill or the gift that Jai had that you identified him nice and early that he's a star? Uh, well, I was watching him ride a, you know, a few winners, and uh, I'm, I know Gerald, Ryan, uh, Gerald, Gerald Egan pretty well, and uh, 
we go to a luncheon a couple of times a year at the Richmond Seafood Tavern, and I sat next to Gerald, and I said, that, that boy goes all right. He said, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a really, uh, really good young rider, a really good young bloke, and uh, actually uh, Jai's first Flemington ride was on an old mare of mine, Gail, at, uh, in the apprentice-only race at uh, Flemington, and uh, that's how we struck up uh, a bit of a friendship, and it's gone from there, and, uh, yeah, he was Gerald was right on the money about everything about Jai. Self-belief was always his, the little box he had to tick, wasn't it, Dino? And that's that's come, hasn't it, in the last 12 months? Yep, the winningest jockey in Victoria. Uh, that's that's what comes from that and confidence and backing yourself in. And no one in Melbourne Cup uh, in recent history has backed themselves in more than what he did today. What about the town of Kerrang, Daryl? Um, small country town. We know how important um, country towns in your hometown is to... John, he's mentioned that on several occasions, but how would the the town of Kerrang be feeling at the moment? Oh, mate, they're they're all. My phone hasn't stopped ring, uh, ringing and messages uh, like you wouldn't believe it. They all follow him. They all um, they all uh, treat him like he's their their own. You know, they uh, they're just over the moon for him, the same as we are. Very yeah. And they tell me when he was a kid growing up, you got Harry Coffey that played for Swan Hill, and Jai wasn't bad at footy as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's right, mate. Yeah, Jai was um, Jai was a pretty handy little footballer for his size. <laughs> um, you're still shaking, mate. Well, yeah, mate, I'm still shaking. I'm still in my beer. I'm shaking that much. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Well, we better put a stop to this. We can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just a quick thank you to Dean Lester and uh, and uh, Joy's manager, too. They've been, uh, he's got a great team of blokes around him helping him out, and uh, they're a huge part of his success. So thanks, thanks for those guys. Good on you, Dino. Hey, Daryl. And that was Reese Murphy's the manager. Reese does a great job. (laughs) Um, I'm looking forward to getting to Kerrang one day. Um, And, geez, uh, there'll be a a ticket take parade in the the city or the the township of Kerrang when this world opens up and he'll be treated like a hometown hero. And um, Ray Neville in Birch at my hometown just down the road there, Daryl, they're, they're going to paint his um, face on the, the silos and all that. I'm sure one day Jai McNeil might have his face on the, the local Kerrang silo one day. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's a, a distinct possibility. They have a, a big, great big silo right at the back of the Kerrang track, so um, that might be a fitting place to put, put it on. And that, to me, is what racing is all about, the emotion in Daryl's voice, how proud he is of his boy, and what it means to a country town there um, like Kerrang for, for one of their own to win our greatest race. And what Jai said in his interview too, you know, spoke volumes about what the cup means, but also that daily life has to go on as well. He said, yeah. Mum will be watching from the couch, and he said... Dad, however, has got a bit of cutting to do, so yeah. he'll be on the tractor. So no matter how big this was for Jai, the, the cutting still of the of the hay still had to happen. So, yeah, no, that, that put it into a lot of perspective for me. And the heartbreak of the race, the, the great story of Jai McNeil and, and the Williams family winning again with twilight payment, but to lose a horse in the Melbourne Cup, it, it leaves an empty feeling inside of you, doesn't it? It breaks your heart, and Anthony Van Dyke, unfortunately, had to be put down after he broke down in the home straight. Yeah, and this story won't go away, no. but that's the reality. This is going to, There's going to be fallout, there's going to be introspection, there's going to be review, and hopefully there will be a, a, a more solid 
consequence as far as strategies after this than there was after the Cliffs of Moor two years ago. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's not the elephant in the room because it's it's certainly something that people are talking about, but it, it certainly was a contrast, and it's. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what the racing industry does now with that. And we mentioned this this afternoon. Like, you, you listen to TJ Comerford that would spend hours and hours with his horse, travelling around the world with Anthony Van Dyke, and his heart would be broken at the moment. Tom Magnier and the Cornwall team, Aidan O'Brien, and, and um, they would be doing it so tough because you, you watch you watch videos of Belly Doyle and, and their setup in Ireland and how... They love their horses. Um, so you, you feel for them. There's no doubt about that. And racing, it's an issue that they need to continue to face. And it'll happen again, unfortunately. It's part of racing. But um, it is difficult, Maddie, as a horse lover, to see that happen. Um, and, and you don't want to see it. I think the onus is on the internationals with this one. A lot yeah. of, lot's been spoken about. Werribee and so on. There hasn't been a race fatality at Werribee since 2013, and that's with local horses yep. uh, around that track. So the onus is now back on the internationals for having a good hard think about the horses they bring here, how suitable they are to our conditions and our training conditions, because when something like this happens and they go back home, we're the ones left with the stain and the issue to deal with. Mm. And make no mistake, and Amanda Elliott said this on, on Cut Week Radio, welfare is their number one priority. Racing Victoria spending, as they should, millions and millions on dollars. So, um, yeah, our thoughts with all of the connections there with Anthony Van Dyke. But 10 races, the track played superbly. I think Liam O'Keefe can take a bow. Jeez, he's a, he's a great asset to this game here, especially in Victoria. The way that this track has been presented First of all, on Derby Day and then on Melbourne Cup Day, especially with no rain and, and such a hot day, it's a credit to himself and the st- anti-staff. And the grounds themselves. Like this, we're looking at it now and there's the roses are out. The lawns, you could, you could have a bowling competition on the lawns. Like the club knew a long way out that these lawns weren't going to be filled with people who were going to appreciate their magnificence, but a lot of it was is visual, but the, the care of, of this precinct, uh, even knowing that there was going to be no one here to, to sit on the lawns and so on, uh, uh, is also a testament to, to, to Flemington itself. And just, we'll quickly touch on the Beat Brigade. Tiger Moth was mighty at his fifth race start. Caro McAvoy said that he, he thought he might be the winner as they turned for home, but the Twilight payment just kept on going down that straight. Yeah, Prince of Aaron stormed home. Yeah. The, the the gap between local competitors and international competitors was exposed again. Surprise! Sam maybe. was mighty. Yes, he was, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, there's always that horse, isn't there? The yeah. lightly weighted. Uh, I don't know what the story was with Surprise Baby. He just didn't. Yeah. He had an off day by the looks of things, and uh, and Vaughan Declare last year's winner was uh, down the track too from memory. So. Um, Russian Camelot was okay. He, he looked the winner, but just faded. He travelled like the winner as they turned for home. And Murray Bake, he's been so close. And the chosen one ran a great race to finish fourth in the end. Yeah, yeah. Russian Camelot was coming to the home turn. I thought he was. I thought he was the one. But it was yep. exactly how guys like Dean uh, summed it up that he would loom and fade, and that's what he did. And uh, he, he's still one of the horses that. In the next 12 months, that we're going to look forward to as a as a leading a leading force in Australian racing, and even horses like an Ocean X, and their owners were over the moon. She finished 10th or 11th, and uh, she made it into the money because it goes down a fair bit in, yeah. the, in the Melbourne Cup. But they lived their dream having a Melbourne Cup runner today. Yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Uh, look, 
next year, hopefully, this is going to be a memory and this isn't going to be a, a regular thing. So, yeah. And just before we, we finish up the VRC Melbourne Cup rap, podca- rap podcast here on Melbourne Cup Day, congratulations. I love this initiative by the VRC with the, the cup sweep and the township or the island of Kangaroo Island were with, of course, the winner, Twilight Payment. They got that horse in the sweep, so they win $50,000, and they've had a tough year with those bushfires ripping through the the island in the early part of the year. So that $50,000 will go a long way in that community. If you could cherry-pick the right town with the right need for the money, it's definitely post, post the fires, Kangaroo Island. Well, thanks for your company here on hey, Melbourne yours. Cup Day, Maddie Stewart. Um, it was a different day, a day that we, we won't ever forget. No, exactly right. Yep. It's uh, This whole year is going to be one we will never forget, and this was, uh, this was Cup Day 2020. And the winner was Twilight Payment, another winner for the, the Williams family, Joseph O'Brien, second Melbourne Cup, and the boy from Kerrang, Jai McNeil, winning his first Lexus Melbourne Cup. That is it. That's the official VRC Melbourne Cup Rap podcast. Hopefully you have a wonderful day and um, hopefully we catch you again on Thursday for Oaks Day. to Tom Jones, Borat and Eddie Munster all have in common. You can hear them all on the Starstruck with Angela Bishop podcast. I'll give you all the behind the scenes goss on what went on with some of my most fascinating interviews over the years. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.